Oh my goodness. Sometimes I wish we just just start rolling. Just start rolling. Just forget the intro and everything. Good evening. Good afternoon and good morning. Uh whenever wherever you may be watching this or listening to the Yard Sign, the most important and relevant podcast in politics. Your host is always Johnny Torres. Hello everybody. Hope you're all having a great week or start to a great week. Um there is so much to talk about. Let me tell you these three topics do not do it justice. There is a lot more going on that we have crammed into three little topics just so we could fit it on screen. Um, but we are going to cover quite a bit tonight. We also have got a first time guest, first time special guest with us. Uh, so we'll uh, uh, be going into that in just a second. Uh, we appreciate you for watching. Don't forget, if you can't watch the entire video version of the podcast, you can always join us uh, uh, for the audio version of the podcast over at the uh, Tech Overlords at Google, Apple, Spotify, Audible, Amazon, uh, Odyssey, iHeartRadio, and Samsung Podcast platforms okay um uh and uh you can subscribe like share please do so uh again we are now ranked uh, thanks to you guys among the top 150 podcasts in the country uh based out of right here little old brandon florida uh and uh, yes i do mention brandon not tampa intentionally um we uh let's go ahead and run out through down to uh, through tonight's topics uh we're gonna go back to january and uh no unfortunately not to celebrate my birthday but to celebrate uh the media's obsession with the insurrection uh and i do say the media's obsession because they have pulled this to death and the rest of america honestly doesn't care uh, but we'll talk about why it's uh why the news has uh resurrected itself uh also uh, big news coming out of the FEC is they have officially fined the Democratic National Committee, that's the official Democratic Party, and the Hillary Clinton campaign um, for uh, issues um, regarding uh, some of their uh, activities uh, when, that were going on during the uh, election, uh, them being, of course, the uh, Steele dossier um, uh, being the primary thing. Uh, aside from the fact that it's already been proven to be false, it's now also been proven to have been illegal. Um, and uh, so we'll, we'll pick that apart. Uh, of course, you know, it's not going to have any effect on the elections up ahead, but uh, Democrats are still projected to get destroyed anyways. Uh, and then our final topic for tonight, a very heartbreaking topic uh, uh, that uh, we'll be going into Disney and uh, what I call disappointing Disney, uh, or you might call DeSantis versus Disney as they continue to make an issue out of the don't say gay bill. And uh, of course, as we on the right know, that is uh, not the name of the bill nor the intent of the bill, um, but this continues to escalate. Uh, it is now basically a full blown war uh, between Disney executives and Governor Ron DeSantis. All right, so let's go over to the big table and uh, let's waste no further uh, time. Uh, but let's introduce our guest first. Um, joining us for the first time on the show from Community Patriots, Jeff, how are you doing, sir? Well, thank you oh. so much. Please. No, sorry. That's uh, that, I like oh, hey, surprising <laughs> that we got this wrong again. Well, see, I'm so I do used to going you know, without a mic. It's, it's it didn't insane. matter. I don't even know why I'm not even on camera. I do it as an icebreaker. I do. I do. I love it. I do it as an icebreaker just to kind of. No, he doesn't. No, catch he does you off it. guard. It's a lie. It's all a lie. <laughs> I've of course seen the yard sign. It's great to be here. You guys do awesome work. We're we're proud to be here. We're always representing our organization. So thank you guys so much for the invite. Well, thank you for being uh, our. 
inaugural sponsor. You know, we're, we're excited about the work you've been doing in the community. Uh, you've been making all kinds of noise, and, and I mean that in the best way possible because uh, you've put a lot of people on both sides of the aisle on edge. Uh, you know, you've really motivated, you've engaged a lot of people who uh, I think really had either lost hope in the process or have never been involved in the process. Well, I, I think when we started this, and I appreciate that, um, we kind of started out backing the blue. And it, it seems strange for me to say this on that show, but uh, back in 2020, uh, we thought we could put our community almost above politics. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of started with law and order and supporting the guys that protect us and take care of us. Uh, but as in everything, it evolved so quickly. It was a matter of months before our organization, our board realized that, you know, being involved in politics was the key to get things done. Um, the key to, you know, our organization is constitutional. Okay. And because um, really, you position yourselves uh, nonpartisan. Right. We, I mean, it's, it, and I don't mean that facetiously. I mean, you're, you you guys have intentionally made it so, and I'm guessing it's it's kind of more to make it like an open door, big tent policy uh, to welcome other people who who may be scared away by the political labels. Well, I thought that's that stems from our work, and one of the first things that we did was we wanted to be in the presence. We wanted to be a presence in all the communities Mm -hmm. and we couldn't carry certain flags or sayings or logos into certain neighborhoods when we just wanted to help clean up. Sure. We wanted to do tutoring. We wanted to do, um, anything that we could do to have, uh, and that's kind of how that was part of the back the blue process. We worked with TPD to start that, um, was take a neighborhood, that was that had a lot of i don't had a lot of opportunity and share that with a neighborhood that didn't have a lot of opportunity got it and early on we were talking about community equals unity and it kind of evolved into nonpartisan. but what it came back to and what it is today is constitutional protecting right. our liberties and freedoms for all people across well and sadly city. today people perceive that as being uh partisan you know, when really it's being true. being constitutional should not be a partisan thing. A hundred percent. So that's our message. We go strong with it, um, but we work with everybody across, you know, across the board and um, anyone who supports our values, um, which goes right back to liberty and freedom. We work with them. We do all kinds of work in community patriots from committees, veterans outreach, um, all the way to Frontline Patriots, which is another part of our organization where we're heavily involved, beginning now and raising money for candidates that support the values that we love. Well, and for me, I think the most attractive part is one of the things that I've said for many years uh, being involved in politics is that really I think the biggest message should be for anyone who is involved is I don't care if you agree with me on the issues or not, I don't, I, I honestly, I don't even care if we're on the same uh, party, you know, registration or not. Um, get involved, just get involved and be active and understand what's happening in your community because especially at the local level is where, you know, the citizens are getting screwed over and they don't even know it. They don't even realize it's happening. I, I, I what I, what I really, you know, what I really want to say you have a lot of Republican clubs, a lot of different clubs, a lot of different people that that have organizations that ask people to get involved in the grassroots mm-hmm. level. But here's the truth. 
we all have more in common than not. Most of us are raising families. Most of us, you know, live our daily lives. We work, we carry lunch boxes, whatever it is. But at the end of the day, getting involved in your community where you live is a huge part of making a difference. Well, and correct me if I'm wrong, but that's why we're seeing our kind of political atmosphere right now almost completely turned on its head because we're seeing people that, again, have been kind of locked up in their houses for the better part of two years, with the exception of Florida, (laughs) um, and realizing how backwards their local governments are and realizing, you know, how much these school boards, these county commissions, these city councils have been getting away with, uh, with, with, again, nobody watching who's at the helm. I, I think you're hitting on the second thing that the community patriots do, and that's really in 2020 when we started evolving rapidly. I met with, you know, an evil, you know, right at the inception of this is accountability. And I think what you see a lot of the uh, local organizations doing is trying their best to find a way to hold them accountable. Now, there's a lot of hurdles there, but it's the hard work. It's stepping up, and, and you just said it. It's being a volunteer. Yeah. And it's, and it's not always comfortable if you're going to go down and speak to the city council or you're going to do a protest or whatever it is. But this, this nation is where it's at because people got involved and people stood up for what they believe in. Well, I think you also hit on something there that I that I stress to people all the time. And unfortunately, Anibal and I are disappointed quite often in some of these local political organizations is that people love to come to the meetings, right? They love to socialize. They love to talk politics. They love to talk, you know, about what's wrong and what's, you know, who's doing what wrong. But when it comes to, you know, putting feet to the ground and, and putting some, some, some action behind it, that's when you see, you know, the, who's really up for making positive change in the community. Yeah. We, uh, and, and I think everybody's, there's a little bit of shift in, in organizations right now. We used to, we got to get these people to join. We got to get these people to join. We need more people to come. And I think what's happening and what's happening within our organization is there's more of a foot forward to find leaders. You don't necessarily have to, you know, help 40 hours a week, but find people who are willing to put their boots on the ground. And when we're talking to people now, we just had one, you know, down, down in South Tampa and we picked up three or four people and that's a victory. I mean, we, we, the big picture, the big picture looks like, we need thousands of people, and we really do if we yeah. really ever want to carry it. But what these organizations are doing now is getting people to step up. We've had a lot of people come through Community Patriots over the last year and a half, and that's probably what I'm most proud of, whether they're here or whether they found their uh, another group or whether they're in East County or whether they're in Pinellas. We've had a lot of people come up because we were so hot. We were so involved. And we had so many things going on that, you know, it, it, it brought a lot of people out. Yeah. We really, we, in my opinion, you know, we, we, set, we set the standard in 2020 for a lot of things when it comes to grassroots, and we're hoping that that continues, that we're able to continue to do the things in the community that make a difference. And I think something that a lot of people forget was that during the, the height of really us seeing the government really start to, to infringe on in our freedoms was Community Patriots. It was one of the first organizations, I think almost around the country, that kind of put boots on the ground in front of 
this issue, mobilizing people to call and contact and email. And then also we're in front of, in front also pushing back on BLM. And I think that's what a lot of people really loved about the organization at that time was that there was no one else. No other organization was prepared for that kind of, of pushback, if I want to use that word lightly. Well, um, it's true. And, you know, to be honest, I've, I've never said this, but I'm going to say it on your show. Um, any, any early going, that organization was really training the younger kids to kind of create chaos. True. And the craziest thing about it is early on, we had a lot of communication, not necessarily with their leadership, but right on the ground. And it wasn't like every, you know, it wasn't like everybody thought it was. We actually had a representative from South St. Pete that was trying to join us in stopping some of the things that were going on, the unlawful acts. I yeah. don't have to talk about whether it was BLM or whether it was Antifa or whether it was any kind of organization. I can just tell you that what the community patriots did in their first 60 days was go out in Tampa and in St. Pete and say, we love our communities and you are not going to break the law. And if the police didn't want us there, we moved, we honored the police. But early on, we actually had some communication with them because they cared about their community too. It was a lot, right. there was a lot of bad, there wasn't as many bad elements as people say there were, but we were, we were in the street, we were in the front line, but everything we, we always did, we were nonviolent. We just stood there and said, listen, you're not gonna do this in my, we love our city. Yeah, you draw the line. You're not gonna do it. You're just yeah. not gonna do it. Right. And in the, the heart of South Tampa, literally, I remember, yeah. it happened where the line was literally drawn on, what was it, it was, um, Howard and Swan, I think yep. it was. And that's literally dead center of the city. And then it happened again on Bayshore. Yep. And so I think that whatever people say in, in the past, I think it was a huge eye-opener for a lot of Tampanians and Bay Area residents that their local RECs did not have the capacity. And we needed another organization to be able to provide that kind of level of reaction. Well, and a, a good friend of mine has a saying, it's like, don't talk about it, be about it, mm -hmm. right? And and so, again, back, going back to what I said earlier, there's a huge difference between getting together and saying, hey, this is a problem, somebody should do something about it, and then actually, or, uh, the, and, and then the, the, op, the actual, you know, process of actually doing something about it. And, and going out there and, and trying to solve the problems right. that, again, the government isn't really equipped to solve, um, you know, because, again, nobody benefits from the police getting involved. You know, people go to jail and then, you know, you know you're, re you're messing people's records, you know, for the rest of their lives. That causes a whole, you know, you know, trickle down effect or domino effect of issues, you know, for those individuals where if you can actually get a conversation going and like you said, meet on the meet. At, at the middle ground where you can agree that we care about these communities, you know, you can actually prevent some of this stuff from happening. I just, I just want to add to that. And, um, not a lot of people know this either, but one of the first meetings that we decided to do as community Patriots was we wanted to meet with the black leadership, um, in Belmont Heights coaches that we knew people that, cared about their community and right at our old meeting place we had a meeting with about 20 patriots and about 20 black leaders 
and it, we just never could get it together, but it was one of the best meetings to talk about, to hear some of the things you don't know what goes on in the black community unless you can look, unless you can see it through their eyes. Right. And unfortunately none of us can see it, but it was eye opening to me. Some things that, that, you know, I'm not going to talk about here today, but that's the, it's the one thing. And now I'm just going to plug him. We've gone back to pastor Alfred Johnson and his organization and anything that we can do to help him, we're already doing it. We clean up Grant Park. Um, we joined him in many of his initiatives, and he is he is boots on the ground to change the community with the values that all of us care about. Correct, right? And I couldn't get it together. I just I was new. Yeah, I was one month in. I really didn't know. But uh, Alfred Johnson and and the Family Alliance, they're just really making headways, and he leads out front through God and through love. And you know what's crazy is honestly, is is that anyone who uh, has been a long term member, and I only know this because they have shared this with me. I'm not going to try to claim you know longevity here. Um, that really, that's what the political parties used to do. They used to invest in the community. They used to participate in community events. They used to make sure that you know that everybody was registered to vote, and they were you know and 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 they would go and be an actual part of the community <clears throat> rather than just focusing on trying to win and lose elections. Yeah, there was a uh, uh, a young lady. Uh, I'm not I'm not going to plug her on here. She might slap me, but that really set the stage. And she she works she worked with the Republican Party, and she really set the stage with making sure that the community patriots would invest in the community first. Right, and we did it. Great. And and she has a much better job now, and and she's helping our state. Um, but you know she was critical, and she was also critical in letting those people know that they need to get out the word too through social media. So the people that we worked with in those communities, we asked them to share their, you know, share their content and right. different, different, different things like that. Well, and you have to, you have to go to where yeah. the culture's at. You have to go to yeah. where the community's at. And, you know, again, and, and so nowadays that includes digital. Yeah, you know? absolutely. You have to do it. And, 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 it, and it's a difference maker. And I think that's going on more than people know, but again, it's back to the more people, I don't know how many, you know, I don't know how many we'll all reach in the next six months of our lives, but it's how many people will spend a couple hours on a Saturday morning, making a difference for this, for the city of Tampa that we love. Right. There is no better city. And we've talked about this before. Everyone will talk a good game. We've been to the meetings at 30, 40, 50 people. Yeah, we're going to do X, Y, and Z, X, Y, and Z at RACs, at community meetings, everything. And then what happens? No. What yeah. happens? Yeah, you get a fraction of the membership to actually fraction. show up. Yep. Was it, I, again, I have an antidote. We went, we, an organization in Hillsborough County went to go walk for uh, a person that's running for, con for, for Congress in Pinellas County. Six people showed up. Mm-hmm. And two of those people were, were the wife and I. Well, we talk about that all the time. How, how, like, honestly, like, and any candidate will tell you this: if it be, if it's if it's choosing between having you show up for a walk, or to make phone calls, or writing a check, show up, show yes. up and walk, show up and walk. It's so so much more valuable, you know, to, <clears throat> to truly helping um, win an election and uh, and 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 be a part of the campaign than than really any check you could write. One one, I just got to add to that. I don't. You know, I, I, what we have done, and I am going to talk about Z Smith just for a second. 
is we've created the Patriot Precinct Program. And I have to say this. We stopped saying, you know, please get out and walk. Please get out and do this. But in each precinct, all we're asking is that Patriot Precinct that's handling that program Mm -hmm. is to hit 20 doors. Right. Just start with 20. And then just build it. You can find somebody else to hit 20 more doors. Right. And we've been successful having them bite off a little piece because if you're out there, you might do more. Yeah. But asking, you know, it's, it's, it's a tough thing to volunteer. I don't, I don't want to say that it's lack of effort or people just aren't doing it. No, but there are roles for everybody. Yeah. And, and, you know, as as the horrible kind of adage goes, you know, it's the only way to eat an elephant is, you know, is a small bite at a time. That's right. And and so, you know, again, uh, I appreciate you being here, uh, but I appreciate far more what you're doing out in the community. Uh, thank you so much for your belief and, and support of this program. Um, and for those of you watching, we'd love for you to get involved. Uh, make sure you go to community-patriots.com. That's community-patriots.com. Uh, again, Jeff here is at all the meetings. Uh, you know, uh, one of the other faces you've seen on the show, Kimberly Davis, heavily involved as well. And, uh, and, and they they're they're having meetings both in Pinellas uh, and Hillsborough County, uh, and uh, they move it around. You know they try to make it convenient and easy to find for people. Uh, so just keep you keep tabs on uh, social media and again on that website community-patriots.com. And uh, and I'm sure you know we'll be talking a little bit more about the uh, organization uh, before the end of the show. Absolutely, I appreciate it so much, man. Love it. Yeah. So let's go ahead and get started uh, with uh, tonight's topics. Again, thank you so much to everybody for watching the show. Uh, again, uh, Anibal, David Cabrera, and Jeff Hawks uh, on the big table tonight. Uh, we are going to start with the January 6th media hysteria. Uh, again, as uh, just a lot of news continues to come out, and really Congress, uh, along with the media, seemingly obsessed uh, with this January 6th incident, where as now, uh, as you might expect, most of the American public, uh, polled or otherwise, I mean, has pretty much either forgotten about it or simply just doesn't care about it. Um, uh, you know, th- this was an event that, uh, again, uh, certainly, you know, rattled a lot of cages, but I think it woke a lot of people up in, in maybe the best way, because I think the the where it took place is exactly the building, uh, you know, and the, the people inside the building were the ones whose attention we needed to get um and so um you, you know i know for for instance uh one of the things that congress is now looking at is uh they're and in truly let's let's call it for what it is i mean they're wanting to get rid of justice clarence thomas you know one of the longest standing justices on the supreme court uh democrats have been after him since day one especially joe biden um you know who vehemently opposed his candidacy um back when when he was put on the supreme court um and for a long time you know people have been watching very closely uh the relationship that uh, both Justice Thomas has, along with his wife, Ginny Thomas, uh, in our political process. Um, there has been a lot of rumors and hearsay about um, uh, Ginny Thomas's lobbying of the Supreme Court to get certain decisions to favor her clients. She is a lobbyist in D.C. Um, but now where they're going after her is uh, after uh, some text messages apparently have surfaced uh, in conversations that she had with 
with Chief of Staff for President Donald Trump, Mark Meadows, uh, where she was seemingly trying to get the president to do something about the outcome of the elections. Uh, Anibal, I know you also had uh, some other uh, kind of instances that have recently taken place and, and how they just keep beating this drum, even though it's not going to get them any points in the midterms. Thank you, Johnny, for introducing me to the yard signs. So <laughs> I was waiting this whole time. I was, I was holding my breath. As if, no, as if nobody knows who you are. I mean, we have people that don't know who I am. You're the co-host on every episode. I am flattered that you called me co-host. And so <laughs> <laughs> now if we only have paperwork, <laughs> re reflect that decision. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we've been down that road. I don't know if, I don't know if we want to go down I've that road again. paperwork for a lifetime to go that road. <laughs> um, so one of the, one of the uh, interesting things that came up over the weekend, it was this discussion of six hours of missing call logs from the president uh, during January 6th, the day of January 6th. And I want to say uh, all of last week, the, the, the media was hysterical when it came to, could this be the new Watergate situation? Because it's the new scandal of some form. These six mysterious hours of, of call logs have disappeared from the White House logs. What is going on? What kind of scandal is this? And then over the weekend, it was released that those additional six hours were released and absolutely nothing was different when it came to the call logs. So I think it's just, they're still trying to pull just whatever they can, the media. I mean, the headlines three, two days ago are, are fantastic. Uh, why is the January 6th investigation uh, taking so long? Why can't the White House get the, the call logs that they're requesting? Uh, is, this, is, this what's going to is this what's going to impeach the president again? Like, and then today, it's like, okay, nothing happened. And it's just, they just keep on trying to find something. And I'm like, don't we have a war that's going on right now? Like, yeah. you guys don't have enough time to talk about that? So, I, I, and then like increasing crime rates, like there's so many things going on, and yet they continually try to make a mole, uh, a, a mole, a mountain, mountain out, of a mole. out of a Let me I, help you with some Tennessee. That's a mountain uh, out of a molehill. So, um, Kimberly Davis, <laughs> <laughs> we have now officially entered the Tennessee uh, lingo. So, I apologize for viewers if you're not able to understand what the Appalachia is about to happen. <laughs> you like that? I just thought about it. It's, that was good. That was clever. That was, I thank you. Very That's nice. big for you. I try. You're don't normally not to, that witty, like on the spot. Like don't that. ask me to spell it, but uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and you oh. pronounced it correctly too. You you have no you have idea. A lot of brownie points. How many times I have to work on that word? <laughs> yeah. But then we're from Florida, so like 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 we have words that are pretty bad already. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, you know, it, it goes to show you the obsession that, you know, the Democratic Party has not only with January 6th, but also with President Trump, because they are they are not uh, aside from the fact that they have their very own attorney general who has yet to be able to put in a major conviction against anybody who was there mm -hmm. that day. Um, well, 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 redefine that. They have put, I think, 68 people in prison or are charged individuals that went into the capitol building and caused sure but it, they've all been mostly minor correct uh, you know minor Nothing charges has been crazy i don't think anybody's gotten more than a few years maybe a couple of years Thanks. i mean you know and again they were kind of stretching on some of these charges correct really. i mean you know especially when you when some of the footage again looks like it's you know it was a walkthrough tour of the capitol 
Again, and we've talked about this before. It's two different worlds. <laughs> Jeff, <laughs> Jeff's yeah. trying hard not to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 uh. So we're going to dance around this topic a little. You know, they they got their. Uh... So Agent Carter, this is the part where you do not listen. <laughs> okay, you don't listen to this part. Uh, go ahead. No, Jeff. I no, I'm, I yeah, I, I think they're going to take that. They use that day to crucify Trump. Yeah. and conservatives. Right. And they're going to play that. that that's going to get played all the way through 2024 and maybe through history. But even still, there was nothing really in his speech that you could point to, you know, to say, you know, there was maybe one phrase, if that, I think that you could really point to and say, oh, this is what caused it. If, you know, it's not like it was the rallying cry. You know, it was if, not, you know, it wasn't anything that you wouldn't say on any other campaign speech. It's public knowledge now that most of the violence that happened and was reported happened prior to the speech. Right. Okay. Yeah. It, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm 99.9% sure that that's. Okay. You, know, you you can you can go back to Twitter. You can go back and look at it. Well, and we're you know, and and we had the incident, uh, the the incident where Ted Cruz, you know, is uh, is questioning the FBI director, yeah. you know, and she wouldn't confirm or deny the fact that they were FBI agents in the know, group, it, right? Which they have, which over the past now two three years all we've seen are documents and proof come out that the fbi you know had infiltrated in in a lot of these groups and they had instigated and initiated a lot of these these problems that they were that they were pinning on others mm -hmm. there's firsthand knowledge and photos believe it or not of uh, a food truck in front of the capitol people walking their dogs people singing god bless america right so the chaos that the message that started that whole scenario and leading up to today and anything else that has anyone involved in it um is is a, is a lot the 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 media message is much different from the people that you really encounter that were there that saw it firsthand well and yeah, i've said there, go ahead there were two and, I, and we said this before there are two groups there was what was happening in the front of the capitol building and then there was what's happening in the back of the capitol building and what was happening in the back of the capitol building looked like a war zone people ramming things into the capitol trying to break yeah. down doors and in the front of the capitol you're literally taking a tour of the of like of yeah. the west wing it's insane how different it well really the west wing was. is the white house i that's why i said it the, the capitol it building I, that's why i said it the way yeah sure okay yeah well, what we again, you know, what we also know is that the FBI has intentionally instigated some of these events and planned and coordinated and funded some of these events. You know, uh, I mean, m possibly the most egregious one being the plan to kidnap Governor Whitmer from Michigan. You know, and there was more FBI agents than those that they arrested. Yeah, <laughs> part of the organization. I mean, it's ridiculous. <laughs> And, and the truth of the matter is, is, as I've said on this show many times before, I go, look, if conservatives, Republicans um, were going to storm the Capitol, okay, and oh. truly cause an insurrection, let me tell you, they wouldn't show up empty-handed. No. First of all. <clears throat> um, and, and, and second of all, you know, again, it wouldn't look like a, a freaking Capitol tour, you know, walking through, <laughs> where they were literally staying between the velvet ropes. Yeah, there's a there there. There's, <laughs> you know, I, I there's some firsthand knowledge 
of this quote, the fun's over, boys. You need to get out of here. Right. Yes. You know. That's that's a and look, and, yes. And were there people that caused, you know, chaos there, right? You know, we saw the violence, we saw some of the damage, we saw the you know, the guys with the zip ties and the masks right? and all that and stuff. People lost their lives. But like, you're talking about deal. but you're right. And the and but we're talking about what, maybe a dozen, two dozen people, maybe at most out of the hundreds, if not thousands of people that were there that day? I want to say Trust 68. me, anybody that was inside that Capitol, they have their face. Yeah. Unless, uh, or, right. but they they know who was in and who, who, who wasn't out. They know who may have taken federal yeah. property they, they that know. wasn't theirs. And that's the thing. If they, was, if they were just charging people for walking in and doing nothing, there would be hundreds of people. I mean, imagine if they actually Not prosecuted. 67 people. Imagine if they prosecuted every riot the way they've prosecuted this event. <laughs> Yeah, you I mean, know, this is public. I mean, this is also public knowledge. There are mm-hmm. two local guys from here that are serving time. Yep, sure. And, and 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 listen, two of the nicest guys. I you know, and it's hard to step back and look at it unless you were there. And I know some people that were there, and some of it was getting caught up in the moment. But for the most part, the people that give you their eyewitness account after about an hour of the of the rear of the white house and the shooting the ambulance was already gone by the time a lot of the people from the trump speech made it down there okay and it's just you know you you can you can go back and look at it but these guys you know i I hate it for them but they you know they well wrong place wrong time and and look and, and honestly what they did was wrong Yes. I'm not going to say it was it wasn't uh, you know it wasn't the right thing to do, you know. But at the same time, that's the people's building. You know what I mean? That that building, yeah. along with the White House, belongs to the people. Yeah. Not when it's and under s- Democratic control. I can I can also tell you firsthand knowledge from other people that about an hour and a half after the chaos in the back, the breaking down the door, um, that out front was just like you said. Mm-hmm. I mean, other than about. A couple normal, of thou- normal day in DC. A couple of thousand people standing up there singing, waving, you know, sure. Trump flags. It was people, you know, people walking their dogs. People, you know, right. And then there was some other people that began to throw tear gas, right. From what I understand, yeah. so. But again, the people that had the weapons yeah. were the Capitol Police. That's right. And you know, and again, if conservatives, Republicans, the largest gun owning share of citizens in this country you know, really wanted to take over the Capitol, again, I'm pretty sure they wouldn't have shown up empty-handed. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and the, the worst part about this is is that we're here now, um, you know, what is it? Um, you know, two years. It, right, two years removed. And, again, they've pulled this to death. And Democrats know this because I'm sure they have pulled it to death. The American people don't care. It happened. And they've moved on. I mean, we've got a short attention span in this country. People you know, have made their mind. Part of it. People have made yeah. their mind up People about that minds. event. Yeah. Either, right. either the ones that thought some, that a lot was done wrong, which of course, sad to say, you know, there was some things that were done wrong there, and then there was others who think they were there in support of their country that they love, and then there are more than those two groups that don't care. Yeah. And look, there's plenty. There's plenty of blame to go around. Yeah. Um, you know, but uh, it, it's unfortunate that they continue because really along with, 
you know, as uh, Anibal, my favorite podcast likes to say, you know, along with the media, you know, continuing to work towards dividing this country. Um, it, it's also the political parties that continue to work towards dividing the country. And That's you know true. the Democrats are continuing to bring this up because they think it's going to get them some brownie points here in this midterm election, Dude, you know, nothing. where before they, they get destroyed. Johnny, there's no, there's no money in unity. Yeah, that's Ooh, true. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. No, that's absolutely <laughs> that's right. That's a good one. So, you know, and so, as I said earlier, you know, on the Ginny Thomas and Justice Thomas front, you know, people have had issues because they, they've felt for a number of years that Ginny Thomas has had some uh, undue influence. Oh, did we get knocked offline? No? Okay. We're still on. We're still good? All right. So the, the TV is off, but uh, it looks like it's booting back up. All right, sorry folks, just a little bit of a power surge here. No, we're, we're still on. Um, but uh, so, um, let's see. So really, you know, what, what, what they're trying to say is the smoking gun here in, in regards to the text uh, regarding January 6th was that Ginny Thomas offered her thoughts regarding legal strategy, including the use of attorney Sidney Powell and in one November 10, 2020, text wrote, help this great president stand firm, Mark. And she's talking to Mark Meadows here. You are the leader uh, with him who is standing for America's constitutional governance at the precipice. The majority knows Biden and the left is attempting the greatest heist of our history. Um, and we've talked about, you know, as you know, I think any political <clears throat> show is going to do the outcome of the election at length. Um, you know, but they're talking about this in regards to, again, they're trying to tie it all back to the insurrection on January 6th. Um, and, you know, and that, that she may have some uh, influence over her husband who's been sitting on the Supreme Court for decades. You know, but again, they've never been able to, you know, tie the one to the other, right? Because I'm sure she's, you know, at least to our knowledge, she's never really uh, had those kind of immediate ties. Now it is known that, you know, some of the Supreme Court nominees um, that, you know, were being considered, you know, before Brett Kavanaugh, before Amy Comey Barrett, you know, she was involved in some of that process and bringing some of those individuals to the White House. Um, but again, you know, it, it, I mean, we, we see power couples all the time. We have one here in the city of Tampa. We have Anna Cruz, who is the largest Democratic fundraiser in the state of Florida, you know, who now works for the largest lobbying firm in Florida, mm -hmm. and she's married to the city of Tampa's mayor. Mm -hmm. You know, or I don't know if they're married or not, but I mean, they're obviously a, 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 a couple. And they're not married. And we have seen the influence of that relationship lead to major uh, financial um, uh, decisions uh, made b by the city council at large. With those that are still members. Yeah. So, yeah, those that are left. So, yeah. So they and had some a that still may not ooh, be members. Ooh, don't say it. We, we've, <laughs> we've already said it once on this show, now twice on this show, that we, we knew about the first shoe. We, we knew about the second shoe. And evidently, there's a third shoe coming out there down awesome the pipe. Cards. So third shoe. It, oh, is, it is quite interesting what's happening in the city, city, yeah. city, city of Tampa Council. And I am excited to see where this moves down the pike. Um, but to go back to our, to our topic that we're at hand, 
Um, there are some news networks saying that you cannot blame, uh, you cannot put blame on the judge over his wife's allegations when it comes to her positions and her thoughts. And others are saying that he should recruit himself completely from the bench because of her actions and everything else. So it's, it's quite interesting to see what's happening. Others are getting viscerated on Twitter because they're mocking the the Supreme Court justice because of his love. He made a comment in 2018 about how much he loves his wife. And so people are starting to make comments about that. So it, it's interesting. Saturday Night Live made a bit about it. And of course, I didn't watch because who watched Saturday Night Live now? I'll just watch a YouTube clip later on in the day. <laughs> All right. Um, sorry about that, everybody. We actually just got our clubhouse uh, room straightened out. So if you want to join us over at clubhouse, we do try to stream live to our clubhouse room every Monday night uh, as we are doing the show live. So feel free to look me up, Johnny Torres on clubhouse, or you can also search the yard sign if you're looking for it while we're doing the show right now. The great part about joining us on clubhouse is that it frees up uh, your computer um, or uh, whatever else you may be doing on your phone uh, because you can listen to us in the background. And then if you'd like to chime in go ahead and raise your hand in the room and we'll bring you into the conversation um we're going to go ahead and move on to our second story not too far removed from uh, our first topic but uh the dnc and uh, the clinton campaign officially fined by the federal elections commission uh, for uh their payments of uh, the creation of the steel dossier which has also been uh, now found to be a false document uh even though there was what was it 50 something different attorneys that uh, signed uh, onto it saying that it was a that, that it was a, an accurate document um, and uh, and of course uh, as we all know it's now been revealed to have all been a farce um, and it kind of really makes you wonder who was really working for the Russians um, after all this mm -hmm. um, and, uh, <laughs> it reminds remember when she came out when remember when Hillary came out with the big reset button when she was Secretary of State you know and, yeah. and how ridiculous wait, wait. Uh, that was do you know the rest of that story no they spelled uh, they used the wrong word oh yes for I, reset that's right. It's, it was something else. Or was it? Uh, it was um, continue or something that it wasn't. It was complete opposite. Of right. Reset. Yeah. <laughs> lost in translation. Nonetheless, I will say this um, and I'll read this real quick. The Federal Elections Commission has fined Hillary Clinton its 2016 campaign $8,000 and the Democrat National Committee 105000 for their their funding of the Steele dossier. The opposition report, uh, research report that they sought to highlight allegations between Trump and the Russian government. So that is something that, again, everyone that started hearing about the dossier, you're like, are you this is too much. It went it went so extreme to the point to where like, was he even in Russia at that time? Which that kind of started the domino effect of me not believing in it because the I can't believe I'm gonna say this out loud. The the allegations of him uh going number one in someone's hotel room in Russia was uh, the dates that they gave were not the dates that he was in Russia. And you're like, so then how does this how how are you able to keep on talking about this then? Well, let's give the FEC one one nugget. In politics, a lot of rules are broken. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Most of the time, one party is their their punishment comes through. <laughs> right. So this is one time I think where the FEC at least at least they find them. At least they enforce yeah. the rules. Uh, FCC forgot one zero. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, seriously. If you're gonna if you're gonna do that to uh, politicians, you need to add, you need to move that decimal exactly one more point. 
Yeah, I mean, it, and so really, I mean, at this point, I mean, you know, it's not even her money. That's her. So that's does her she really out. care? That's, I mean, her, that's, that's probably how much she pays for a haircut. Well, given that maybe a chemical peel. Well, and, and the worst part is, is that now Congress is trying to pass a law allowing uh, congressmen uh, to use the funds from their campaigns even after they've left office. Mm -hmm. You know, so basically they can continue to fundraise and bill up the, this war chest and basically go live all for donations, you know, for uh, for the remainder of their days even after they've left office. Yeah. You know, and so now it becomes with their really, pension, yeah. with their health care, with right. their security. Becomes financially, you know, I mean, just like a huge win for them to go out there, run for Congress, you know, stay, you know, uh, maybe get reelected a couple times and then bounce. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's that that to me is better than the stock market. Jeff, what do you think? I don't, you know, at some <laughs> point in time, at some point in time, the way that our system is set up for elections, that there are going to be rules and those rules need to be followed. And it's going to come back to making sure those are enforced and making sure there are fair elections. But this, and again, it just goes back to why January 6th happened in the first place. The people are angry. The people are angry and they're disappointed, and, and, and it's not even a Republican or a Democrat issue. They're pissed off that both sides have a set of rules for themselves that, 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 you know, that they get to live unlike anybody else. They get to invest their money like nobody else. Make um, so much money. Make the rules oh for everybody gosh. else, you know, and, 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 and in an effort to basically keep us where we are. There's a there's a case to be made that when we initially talked about local politics and accountability that those in Congress and those in higher places that have access to information that are able to invest that get these kind of things, whether it be campaign funding or whatever, that there's no accountability. So the one place where we thought and we still feel like we can make a difference is local. Yeah. And there is some, you know, many organizations I could name right now that are holding these and, and not only holding the local politicians accountable, but there's almost more scrutiny on mm -hmm. local, co yeah. local, uh, politicians, but even that's campaigns. becoming harder, Yeah, you know, because again, you know, these politicians love to play, you know, the merry-go-round game. And once they've termed out of office in one seat, then they run for another seat, yeah. you know, and to reset those, 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 uh, those terms, which is, which is legal well it's sure our... it's legal but i mean you know it, it again it, it doesn't mean that it's right no yeah. but you have that situation i think the way the florida house set up florida house and senate set up their rules where you're only allowed to be in your office for a certain amount of terms and then you have to move on right which is eight done, years four terms which has done a great job with getting us fresh leaders yeah. in the republican party right and getting those people ready to move into the positions above that their station right into but you're into, also against term limits in congress i am against the reason why i say this is which is honestly part of the reason why we have all these issues in the first place if the um, if the america if the Indi if the constituents wanted to get those people out they could get they could vote them yeah, out but then why wouldn't you apply that to the state legislature because as well you are say, you are limiting individuals rights to vote who they want to elect Okay, but again, why wouldn't you apply that to the state legislature? If the, if the, if the national If it's good for the state, if, the if term limits are good for that, the state, then why not apply that to the national? Because you're asking for something for the entire nation. Hillsborough County, no, the 
the congressional delegation is not going to limit itself on how many times they can run if the nation isn't going to do the same thing. So if the nation's going to do it, then fine. Let's let's do the whole thing. I know, but I'm talking about you. You say that you would think that it's perfect, that it's I actually it's a positive thing, that it's Floridians, a great thing that we again, have term limits here in Florida. The constituents of Florida wanted to make that a thing. And you just and said they, that it was a great thing. It was a great thing. But the constituents <laughs> in the country do not want that. And if the constituents of the country don't want it, then it's they actually don't have wrong. To actually, most of I, I no, there's it, polling the out opposite. there. It is the complete opposite. Everyone hates their the other person's congressional leader, but they love their leader. They no, just, yeah, yes. but they're generally they in favor of term limits. They want to get rid of ter- they want term limits on someone else, not on their person. That's what the polling says. Well, that's again, that's the mo- the most ridiculous part it, about ex- all of this exactly. is that they continue to reelect their person. Exactly. You know, when, despite the the the, the abysmal uh, the congressional worst, approval yes, rating, the worst congressional approval rating is the better incumbency is, and but, that's and that's an oxymoron. But it, my point is, if you've seen what a great job term limits do for the state of Florida, why not apply that to our uh, to our our national? Legislature? I only have the right to put my representatives in my district in my state. I do not have the right to tell someone from You're California. You're trying to make a technical no, argument when I'm talking about no, your I'm personal not. opinion. I'm not. That's I'm trying right. to be honest with you. I believe individually. Jeff, Jeff yes, gets exactly. You're, you're, you're trying why to. You guys, why you guys throw the white boy in this? Now, you're listen. trying to have your cake and eat it too. I'm I mean, not. I'm yes. being honest. I don't want. I want Marco Rubio. No, and you I literally want, just I said, man, term limits here in Florida are awesome. Yes, I Except do. And you know in Washington, why? And you know why? Because I live in Florida, and I get to make those. I get to actually have input in how to make those. Yes, the but works. you also vote for Congress, but and don't I, you think that it would have the same effect? So in would Congress? you rather have only Floridian House delegates be limited on term? limits no everybody uh, you don't I want the, term you, limits for you everybody you don't have the right to say that you don't have the right to say that because you don't represent people in other states i'm not talking uh, you are trying you're completely twisting i'm not just i'm you're not completely twisting, twisting, not the, twisting. The, the conversation how because obviously if you think it's a great idea for florida then it would be a great idea for the nation it's as great all. for the florida house representatives to do what they're doing do i believe it's the whole florida do legislature I, do the I, senate I, as well do i believe that what texas does in regards to their like by every other year when it comes to their when they do their sessions that's what they do and you know what it works for we're them. talking about term limits in general i'm not talking about term limits in general I am though. That's what I'm well, saying. That, you're not we've, answering the we've question. We've now gone to the root. You're of avoiding the I'm because not. you're avoiding the question. I'm not. Yes. If the whole country wants to do it, I'm okay with it. If the country doesn't want to do it, I'm not okay with it. I'm asking for your opinion. I'm not asking for the I whole country. I just gave you opinion. my opinion. I'm okay with it in the state. I'm not okay with it nationally. So you don't have an opinion on it. I do have an opinion on it. Oh my god! You wanting term limits is so you're a populist. Your, in other words, you just want what the, you just want what's popular. No, I'm a loyalist. No, you're and not. So, you're populist. No, I'm not. Of course, because you just want to go with the you just want to go with with the way with the way of the wind. If the country wants to do it, then let's do it. But I am not going to put limitations that on our representatives question. in Florida because you want term limits on them. That wasn't the question. You are disenfranchising other voters. Voters have the right. There are technically there are term limits. You are kicked out of office, or you're, when you're voted out of office, that is a term limit. Okay, then do you want to do away with term limits in Florida? I have no comment on that. Just because I can't think of a comment at the moment. Oh my god! I'm gonna <laughs> yeah, make some people mad here, but I'm gonna go with Johnny pretty. on this. <laughs> I mean, and honestly, that's fine. if you we and look, I get, I, I get. It's a, it's it would be difficult. Every to pick election out. is a no. Term limit. I'm gonna turn your mic off. You know because you <laughs> don't have like that, that. You don't have an opinion on this topic. Apparently, only Jeff and I do. do you know, and so like you know, no, you don't have an opinion. <laughs> your opinion is whatever the people want. Whatever the people want. That's what I want. Whatever the people want. 
democracy and the republic it's such a difficult concept yes on a show that's based on a personal opinion yes i've already told you my opinion yeah and your you, opinion is whatever you, the, whatever the population first of all, wants. when that whole term limit situation occurred we weren't even able to vote at that time so let's all calm it down at the moment oh stop and two you telling people that you you're that the government is limiting someone from running for an election is limiting the vote of the voice of the people if the if new york wants to bring back that idiot of a governor they have the right to do it um it, it, we're not talking about and we're not talking about state government you're talking about the governor you're talking about texas yes you're talking about we're not talking about that we're because talking about in Washington. stop we're talking about washington dc washington dc means the whole st country johnny exactly and i can't speak for other states i'm not asking you to i'm asking if and you are in you, favor and of I've term told limits you multiple times i believe elections are term limits if the citizens don't want the individual okay then do you want them those, then do you do you want to remove term limits for the florida legislature no i don't it's already in it's already in our system yeah but what if the people want it if the people want it then they'll vote them in and out it already works that way you are asking for something to be added on to the federal government. Yes. Where we do not allow for we individuals do it all the time. to continue to increase their vote and to allow them to continue to run the in their elections. The system is broken. The and honestly, it's are probably- broken. It's not the system. The people are broken. If so, if no, we, Congress if, is broken. No, it's not. It's the people. See, Congress this is, is broken. This is, no, Congress is not broken. The people are broken. If Nancy, if the people in the Nancy Pelosi's district want to keep on electing her, then they have the right to elect her. And we do not have the right to tell other people who they can and cannot choose as their representatives. Right. In so the you don't think government. the fact that she's become a multimillionaire off the backs of Americans for decades, okay, because she's clearly insider trading, okay, we uh, live with complete disregard for for the financial system in this country. I get country. what you're saying, and I agree with everything you're saying. But at the end of the day, we are a republic, and we have to ensure the rights of the individuals. Yes, but there's to nothing, elect those people. You want to cause? There's no problem. You get, saying you want to start a investigation that shows that she had committed crimes against the people, which odds are there's tons of. You know what? Let's do yes, that. Yes, insider trading being the worst of but them. But technically not when it comes to the Congress and when it comes to the Senate and the House. And the, it and, is. In the Fed, no. Because when I work, yes, there when I- There is a carve out. You know this is a carve out and it just now got flipped over. They just now are starting to talk about reversing their agreements when it comes to insider trading. Yes, for everyone except them. <sighs> You if you work in a Senate, if you work in a congressional office, you literally have to sign a paper saying that the information that yes. you gain while in that yes. office cannot be used for any personal investment purposes. Yes, you are an employee of the federal government. Yes. As an employee, not so as an elected they. official. No, they has a, there's a carve out. There are bills in the House. Of course there are, which is why we need term limits to get rid of no, them. No, there are bills in the House right now that's pushing for there to, to remove that carve out. Okay. I'm not going to tell someone else who they can and cannot vote for. That is the fundamental basis of the republic. Thank but you, ladies and gentlemen, for watching. They're this. also <laughs> they are also not going to put themselves out of a job. Again, polling has showed that people are all for term limits yes, in Congress. And polling has they shown that twelve percent of the country believes that chocolate milk comes from chocolate cows. What is your point? The point is, well, is that they're not going to put themselves <laughs> they're not going to put themselves out of a job. They're not passing it because they realize that they are that it would cost them their jobs. You want to do something that the people I, are not allowed to do? The people can get them out of office if the people want. I am not going to sit here and say that someone that I don't agree with and but you're a hypocrite on the very issue because How you think that it's fine. You think it's actually a great thing here I think in Florida. It's great in Florida. <laughs> 
because I get the right to pick and choose oh my, my elected officials here in Florida. All right. But if you don't like someone that lives in a different state in a different county just because of their political views, but they keep on getting elected by their constituents, that's their constituents. Congress is not broken. The people are broken if that's your position. No, okay. I'll, I'll meet you halfway and I'll say if they both are. Well, we found a place. I think you're I think you're both right, but I was just sitting here thinking I'm going to get out of my lane a little bit here, but one thing that's that's weird about the voice of the people literally have elections where we have less than 30% turnout. Right. Mm-hmm. So just maybe. And that's part of the reason why he says the people are broken. No, the people vote in the electorate, and the electorate is a representation of the people. Electoral college doesn't apply to Congress. I apologize for using the word electorate. The electors, those that we elect to represent us, is a is a snapshot of the people of that particular Go uh, ahead, Jeff. Sorry. I no, I, I just... I just I just think that term limits may in some way, if it was enforced nationally, increase voter turnout and voter engagement because you have to do it to get your man in. Sure. People like Pelosi are and some local officials here because of where they live and the district that they're in are almost guaranteed to win. Mm-hmm. You can look at the historical trends right on, the, you know, it's all there for you to see. So, well, maybe, I think would be would be a very different country. I mean, with term limits. I mean, imagine, you know, even on our side, if Boehner hadn't been around as long as he did, or if McConnell has, you know, hadn't been around as he did. I mean, I think we'd be a very different country, and we wouldn't have idiots in Congress that don't know how Facebook works. I think we'll have. Well, there'd be a completely different. There'd be a completely different strategy for sure. Yeah, yeah. completely different strategy. And you know. So here we go. Uh, This is actually from a website called TermLimits.com. So. Let's see. Is that misinformation? Yes. So they're going to ban this video as soon as we're done with it. Um, But let's see. 77% okay, support for term limits in Congress here in Florida. Florida, 77%. Colorado, 81%. Arizona, 85%. Alabama, 81%. That, Georgia, that, that 80%. The, that asked the next question on that phone call. A shameless plug, but Again. you guys are getting Kimberly Davis very upset about <laughs> this stuff. <laughs> Again, I don't, the, the poll <laughs> is going to agree with you on your side and on my side because the poll, people want term limits, but they do not want it to affect their representative. That's because most of them don't even know who the representative is. I'm not denying that fact, but I'm telling you, point. it's a two, it's a two-sided sword in this situation, a two-sided coin in this situation. Which is all the more they reason why want, we need term limits. They want term limits, but they don't want have it no to idea affect, who, who's even in office. They don't want it to affect their person. Hence, why incumbency is <clears> always <throat> or will always get it reelected when the the percentage of those that approve of Congress is as low as it is, it's because they they are pissed off at Congress. But they're not pissed off at their guy. That's mind-boggling, but it's true. But again, it's why both both sides of the argument are right, which is that not only are the people broken, but again, Congress is broken as well. Congress is the people. If you if you separate it, then you're missing the Congress point. Congress is not the people. It is. It's that. Con- people. It might have been house. at one point. It's the people's house. <laughs> you know as well as I do the amount of money that it takes to run for Congress. I, I, I don't know about any money. I don't know about anything. What kind of money? What are you talking about? <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Let me tell you, the people are not funding these congressional campaigns. Technically, the people are funding this campaign, those yeah, campaigns. <laughs> All right, everybody. I don't even know where we are time-wise, but we're going to go ahead and uh, jump into our third uh, topic here. Only uh, three tonight. topics, Johnny? <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, don't forget, if you uh, missed any of tonight's show, you can catch the video version to see our beautiful faces on Facebook and YouTube. Uh, you can find us uh, by searching for the yard sign. Uh, and if you want to subscribe to the audio portion of our uh, show, again, you can take it with you whenever, wherever you may want to listen to us uh, at our tech overlords at Google, Apple, Spotify, Audible, Amazon, iHeartRadio, uh, and Samsung podcast platforms. Again, you can take us uh, whenever, wherever you want to go and listen to us on demand even jesus is upset with us right now Who? <laughs> even jesus is upset with jesus? us right now the, the room is the room is shaking with flickering and, yeah. i don't I, know what's going i on. will say this i apologize kimberly davis for our uh, tone <laughs> oh my oh it's, man the, the beauty of johnny and i's relationship is that we both know that that is a third rail <laughs> for yeah. both of us and this is why we're able to laugh about this right now We'll spend at least half an hour in the parking lot after this. <laughs> Termlimits.com, everybody. Yes. All the right. Incorrect so, polling numbers. Uh, there is a video that has been leaked uh, this uh, past week, uh, over the weekend, conveniently, uh, from a, an internal Disney meeting where they were talking about inclusion and they were talking about their efforts uh, to, well, basically expose more children to the LGBTQIA XYZ plus minus sign uh, ampersands uh, community and uh, you know and, and yes I'm obviously being a bit of a sarcastic jerk there but um, you know what's what's really disappointing I about this uh, particular topic is just that you know uh, being a born and raised Floridian and being able to basically walk the Disney parks with my eyes closed okay because I've been there so much uh, to see an institution like Disney that I've admired and worked for in the past um, take on a political agenda as it has when it comes to the educating of, of children in alternative lifestyles. Again, this, this really is a microcosm of the left's overall agenda into thinking that they know better than you as a parent as to how to expose your children uh, to other lifestyles that may be out there in, in regards to um, genders and sexuality. And, and again, initially when some of these, uh, when, when people started speaking up on Twitter and Facebook, you know, about what Disney has been doing, you know, I thought maybe it was just, oh, you know, people picking sides in the don't say gay bill, because that is kind of where all of this stemmed from. Uh, Disney, of course, incredibly, you know, now vocal about their opposition uh, to the bill that passed, which again, had nothing to do with saying gay. Um, it really only applies to children under the age of, I think it's eight years old. Um, and so that would be about K through third grade. Um, and basically all it's asking is for teachers and people in the school system to not discuss issues of gender and sexuality to, ch to minors, which I don't think is a big problem. I don't think it's a big ask to, to have, you know, to require, uh, state employees to not have these conversations without a parent being present. Um, and, and so, you know, we're parents, I mean, we thought, you know, we thought that the issues up in Virginia, were going to swing elections. Uh, I mean, I think this is going to be the Yunkin kind of wave all over again here in Florida. And you listen to this and if you want to find it, it's very easy to find Ben Shapiro has a, a, a great of, uh, <clears throat> a great edit of of this meeting you know uh and where they are literally talking about how they are intentionally purposefully 
uh, putting LGBTQ content into your children's programming. It's not a rumor. It's not a conspiracy theory. They are literally talking about how this is an in, it, this is being done with intent uh, to put this in front of children, to put this in front of minors. And so we've taken Disney, you know, who's now is, is, is taking a turn from a family friendly uh, media entity, media conglomerate um, to now basically an, an activist media organization. And, you know, the thing is, is that, you know, I was talking about this earlier with one of our show regulars, Joe Wicker, um, and, and Joe made a great point, which is that the truth is, is that this stuff has always been in there. You, we just never looked for it, you know, and it's true that until you actually go and you start kind of looking for it, that's when you start to spot it. And while again, your children may not recognize it, and again, you may be oblivious to it, maybe the first 10 times that you saw turning red, you know, once you start looking for this stuff and, and, and looking in the background for this stuff, it's there, folks. Um, and that's the, the heartbreaking part about all this. Um, because again, as someone who has spent a large amount of my income uh, at Disney and do so quite often, you know, to think that, now you you truly have to monitor and uh, and preview and, and and siphon everything that your child child consumes for fear of indoctrination through the media they're consuming. I mean, is 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 a heartbreaking task to have to take on, uh, especially in 2022, and especially from a company like Disney that you felt was about creating kids content. I'm not even talking about promoting family values. I'm talking about the simple fact of creating content that is safe and friendly and educational um, and, uh, and, and uh, for, for children. Uh, um, <clears throat> you know, I even sent the video to somebody that works at the company and hadn't even seen it and they were heartbroken about it. Um, this, this is going to have huge repercussions and, you know, if they don't, if they don't change course, which I, I would find it hard for them to do so at this point, uh, you know, the government, uh, the, the governor's talking about stripping away a lot of their economic incentives. Um, and, and he's talking about, uh, really, you know, basically holding them to task, you know, about a lot of the other luxuries that they get. They, you know, they get to basically self-govern themselves um here in, in central florida they are they don't technically fall under any county rules or laws um because they have the reedy creek development district which if you've driven through disney and you see the fire trucks and the police and all that stuff those those are their entities and they get basically have self-governance well if they keep this up all that's going away especially under uh under Ron DeSantis yeah. and especially when you look where we're looking at another 6 years of Governor Ron DeSantis. Um and and money talks, right? I'm not we don't even need to get into the hypocrisy of everything else that Disney's doing and I'm sure you guys are probably ready to point that out. You know, but I can assure you that if the financial incentives go away and the self-governance goes away, we're going to see major moves by Disney, whether it be here in Florida or as a company as a whole. Sorry, I went on a 
rant there. But again, I, 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 I'm passionate about it because I'm a former cast member. I went through their college program. I have a lot of love for the company and, and, and my daughter loves the company and, and pretty much everything they put out. And, and it's heartbreaking to see what they're turning it into and how they're allowing a political agenda to take it over. Total, totally inappropriate. But I just wanted to jump in here and say one thing. I grew up in Bartlett, Tennessee, population 1,200. Going to inject Tennessee here. But it's much larger than that now. But I can't imagine what would have happened when I was growing up in elementary school if my mother and father had have found out that this was being taught to me and exposed to me. Children are innocent. And I just, I think it's totally out of line, totally out of order. Um, but I just, you know, I just can't imagine what would have happened. And I can't imagine where we are today, especially with a company like Disney doing it. I just, I think it's... I mean, yeah. at least at least Sesame Street has the transparency and the diligence of coming out and saying, hey, we're going to introduce a character maybe without parents. We're going to introduce a character with autism. We're going to introduce, you know, uh, and I think they are, uh, if they haven't already, I think they're going to introduce, you know, a, a character, you know, among the Sesame Street yeah. cast, you know, that is, of, you know, of a different uh, lifestyle, you know, but at least they come out and say it. Yes, right? they're very they'll, honest about it. They're very honest and upfront about it. And to be fair, Sesame Street has always been very political. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You absolutely. know, I just saw a phenomenal documentary on it. And they have also been very transparent from the beginning that it was it was essentially a political uh, vehicle uh, from its inception. But on that's not sides. on both sides to use it. And they've used it. Both sides yeah. have used Sesame Street. And that's not but that but that's not Disney. And in to see them and basically laugh and 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 just have this joy about the fact that they're 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 disseminating this agenda among children's programming and get a joy out of him is also just sickening i'll say this i think what's happened at disney is that they've allowed again and we've seen this in other companies they've allowed the woke left of their employees to take control of the ship and now that they are in control we have to let them go as woke as they want to go before they can go broke. Now, do I see Disney uh, closing up shop in, in Orlando? No, that's not going to happen. Billions and billions of dollars have been invested and it's not going to happen. But I will say this, the likelihood of my family renewing our annual pass is very, is looking less and less. I mean, that's, and that's the honesty right now you get, yes, you're going to get your money from people that come to Orlando because they want to go to Disney, but there are a lot of other parks and a lot of options and people are going to make those decisions. And you are allowing people to be like, you know what? I don't think I'm going to renew. You know what? Let's, let's try universal. You know, what? let's try something else. And now you have shareholders from Disney saying uh, to tell the CEO to stop wasting money on political crusades. And that's what this has become. I mean, yeah. And the, and yes, the hypocrisy of Disney telling us about this right now when they are allowing Disney stream to be able to be streamed in countries that are literally killing gay people uh, and throwing them off of roofs. It's, it's absolutely atrocious. So like the 
please. Half of your stuff is made in sweatshops in China. So let's let's all calm down and get off our moral high ground when it comes to this. I will tell you this though: the liberals have done a great job reclassifying uh, HB one five five seven, the parent right to in education, to what they're calling it now, which is a complete farce. But I'm not surprised if the left doesn't doesn't will make anything up to to win an argument because that's just how they are. Jeff, what's your thoughts? I agree totally. It just goes back to everything else. All the messaging, this is how they do it. They try to take the whatever issue it is and, and do exactly what you're talking about to divide us. It's, it's a theme in politics, and it works. And it works for the left. It gets some votes. It gets Well, and that's the thing. You know, I think people are, are, are hearing you know, the statement that, well, Disney's you know, temporarily reassessed how they spend their political dollars, right? Um, and, and again, previously, that money was used for financial incentives, you know, right. give us more money so we can expand, give us more money so we can make movies here, give us more money. So, you know, and it was all very financially motivated and that's fine. I get all of that. And in fact, I'm in favor of a lot of that stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm one of the Republicans, although I consider myself a fiscal conservative, I'm all for film incentives. You know what I mean? Because again, we can't survive on tourism alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we continue to destroy our agricultural industry uh, due to our growth, you know, and that's, that, you know, that, that just is what it is. Uh, you know, but what scares me about them saying, well, we're just gonna pull our political dollars and we're just gonna keep that money and just kind of go quiet on the political front is that what we are seeing in these leaked meetings is just going to is just going to fire that is just going to add fuel to that fire it's just going to encourage them and motivate them even more to again secretly um and and very intently um put more of this type of content in our children's programming if you're liberal on the left there's really not a lot to be bragging about right now i don't think in terms of but look what look what this did for them in virginia Mm-hmm. You know, look at what it did to messing with people's kids. Look what it did yeah. to Virginia. It literally in two years turned Virginia from a blue state to a red state. Yeah. Um, and, and if Democrats don't, don't get on the bandwagon when it comes to parental rights, I mean, the, it's, this isn't going to stop in two years. It's not going to stop in four years. I mean, they're, right. they're going to be looking at a bleak future. I mean, we were already seeing, and again, we have people that are listening right now that are doing this in the, in the school board at the moment. People are seeing that they cannot trust the school board. They cannot trust the, those representatives to, te- to educate. Because again, we were all stuck at home and we were all able to see what our kids were being taught. Yeah. And that opened a lot of eyes to a lot of people of like, you guys aren't doing anything. Or they're not teaching you, or there's no records or anything else. And then on the opposite side, the 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 expectations were absolutely astronomical and uh, obscene. You're expecting, and I'll, this is firsthand. You're expecting uh, kids with special needs to be on a computer for seven hours a day. How are you? Have you lost your mind? Right. When it comes to sensory issues, do you have no idea when it comes to the economic and and family dy- dynamic? You're going to give every kid a laptop. Are you even sure that they have internet? How are you going to feel? I mean, the thing. Not only that, the fact that that they don't they don't want to they don't want to accept what's actually happening in the homes Correct. of a lot of these kids Correct. too, where they don't have a quiet corner to sit in, they don't have parents that they can count on to to help them mm-hmm. with you know with with getting online and with doing their homework and doing their classwork. A lot of kids that that's a luxury nowadays. Disney went too far, and Disney has done 
a lot of things that people are upset about. And this is going to push people even further to get upset when it comes to Disney. Lifelong Disney people I've known my entire life are like, we're never going again. Yeah. Never, and that's where they make their bread and butter. On top just of the fact that in. under the new CEO, I mean, they're quite quite literally nickel and diming everybody. Correct. No, the increase in costs and everything else is astronomical. You know, and, 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 and it goes down to even such ridiculous stuff like, you know, the entrance, you know, the, the, the entrance, uh, the announcements at the entrance to the park or the announcements to the start of the parade, you know, and, and which, again, was one of the things that I literally have it ingrained in my brain to where I can mimic the announcer's voice, you know, and. And, and I'm, I'm not going to do it because I get too much joy out of it. But, you know, you hear it go and it's like, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you know, and then whatever the announcement is. Yeah. And they're going to completely do away with that. They've already announced that they're going to get rid of that announcement. Yeah. The, the the director of parks, the president of Disney Parks, is saying that they are intentionally getting rid of that announcement right. to be more inclusive. And so now it's going to be something stupid like, you know, yeah. attention all dreamers, you know, and so, you know, and, and, and I've told people this before. Look, I mean, you know, my daughter's six um, and. And she's going to be enjoying Legoland a lot more for the time being, <laughs> you know, because it's truly a park made for kids. Yeah. You know, Legoland is the other, that's the other thing. A lot of people want to think that Disneyland's for kids. It's not. No. They, Disneyland is made for adults and, Epcot. and for children. Epcot is and, made for adults. You know, Don't get me wrong. I sit in the, in the Parisian pavilion almost all day when I go and I eat a, ba a baguette and it's good. But I can't do that now. Yeah, I, I, but I think it's a great move on DeSantis's part. And speaking of Virginia, I know the Community Patriots, Kimberly Davis, led this. We made calls for Yunkin in, oh, that's in, right. in, in Virginia. Yep. But I think the move on parental rights, I think, you know, as we, uh, our board, Kimberly, and everybody that's involved in our group, I, th I think you're seeing that a lot, the parental rights, the, the people that are running for school board, and it's spilling over everywhere yeah. into every single office, that how important parental rights are. I think this governor – the move that the governor's making and putting it out right now, the ramifications that could come back on them, I think it's a positive. I think it's a positive. I agree with you. And I look, think it's all positive because right now, now you have another boogeyman. And people don't like Disney because yeah. they got to pay $500 right. to get in there. You right. can go to one of our speaker or one of the comments. You can go to Europe when it comes yeah. to going for how much you pay. Well, I'm sorry. I, we spend a lot well, of money at Disney. Hotel and dinner. I apologize. Well, we stay on, on campus. And so... <laughs> What? But exactly to that point. I mean, with with just the hotel stay. I mean, you could easily buy a couple of flights to you know just about any country you want. You can, yes. I mean, honestly, I I I stayed there over the summer. Um, no, I'm sorry, it was uh, over the winter. You know, for my daughter's birthday, we we went and stayed on property. Um, you know, and we thought a hundred and fifty dollars a night was a deal. You know what I mean? Because that's a deal nowadays at Disney. Yeah. I mean, that's about as cheap as you're going to get to stay on property. And and so you have to start to reconsider. It's like, what for? You know, yeah. and, 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 and why am I going to continue? And, and I'm not one of these that likes to jump on the boycott bandwagon, you know, because I think most of those are stupid and never actually accomplish anything. Mm -hmm. You know, but it's, it is, I'll tell you what it is, and that is taking a second look at what am I exposing, exposing my kids to? What am I truly 100%. exposing my kids to? It's a conversation that everyone's having now because they realized what they, when they didn't pay attention that this was happening. 
Now yeah. I have to. And again, I agree with you. You watch these uh, these uh, movies from Disney that's aimed for kids, and you you're gonna watch it like a hundred times because the kids love it and everything else. And then you start seeing these like these minor messages, and you're like, I'm not comfortable with this. Right. And you know why? And and they try to tell you, well, you don't have the right to do that. I can do. I can say what I want to say. It's my household. We're purchasing this service from you, and because of that, we can cancel it. And right. we know people that have canceled. Yeah. And the thing is, is that they they don't care. They don't. You know, they they they, they want to say, oh, well, you know, they want to they want to claim that again. The whole grooming of of these children is a conspiracy. This is theory. a definition. These but that, videos right. that were leaked are a definition, uh, case study of grooming children. Of course, that believe and think a certain way. And again, I don't have an issue what lifestyle the person wants to have i just don't want it to be subliminally put into the children's positions well that's the thing i mean again you're involved with the log cabin republicans which is you know kind of the the, the gay uh, or lgbtq yeah. offshoot of the republican party okay and you know i grew up in miami which again incredibly diverse mm -hmm. incredibly lgbtq friendly hell i was a cheerleader uh both in college and high school for five years and so <sighs> you come across you know every lifestyle choice you know you can think of you know gender sexuality you name it i don't have anything against any of that you know but i want to choose at what time and what place i expose my kids uh, you know to you know the realities of the world correct and i cannot believe we're having this conversation because from kindergarten to third grade that like we shouldn't be teaching children about sexual sexual orientation. We shouldn't be teaching sex yeah. ed. Why is I get high school? I get even middle school now. We can't even do the first half of elementary. My God, yeah. you're literally arguing about this, and it's almost like you guys you guys want these children to be talking about sex that young at an age. It's just it's 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 it scares me. It's it's kind of disgusting as an adult thinking that you should be teaching these children at that age that kind of content i just i just don't agree and especially the fact every time they do a, a raid of uh pedophilers they always catch like five or seven percent of those group from disney employees yeah. it's just it's well, really they get, weird they get a teacher they get something oh yeah no there's always a you know a couple teachers mixed in there there's always some disney employees mixed in there i mean it's it's ugly uh jonathan can you please go on to clubhouse and see if you can get kimberly davis on well that, um, that woman is literally screaming in the comment section Right I now. don't see her in the room, but I'll try to get her. Uh, Hector is uh, here. Uh, Hector um, has his mic off, though. But yeah. uh, Hector, go ahead and uh, Kimberly, get see. into Clubhouse so then you can actually say something out loud. Yeah, Hector, uh, what's up, buddy? Hello. I don't even know why we try. Hector. Oh man, it worked great last time. Hold it on. It did. Yeah. It's been a few shows. Man, I'm just happy that in the third grade, Miss Gates. Did what her <laughs> <laughs> wow, Mrs. Rose, I did not want to hear from her wow. what was going on in the reproduction system in third grade. I mean, I, there were certain teachers that you just kind of knew. I mean, you just—I <laughs> mean, they didn't need to say anything. I, I mean, mean, at that age, I was—I was—I was probably picking the right pronoun, honestly, yeah, if yeah. you want to say some of these teachers. <laughs> And this is private school that we had these conversations. I'm like, are you really, Mrs.? Because I can't. I I don't know if that's true or not. I'm just trying to pick your pronoun that you're. You you. I'm trying to pick which program pronoun that you're trying to give me. Yeah, let's see. Um, I'm trying to see if uh, we can get uh, Hector on here. All Hector, of our you there? Teacher. <laughs> I can borrow it. Well, besides the two genders and the 172 that have been approved at yes. the moment. I'm sorry, 174. 
Thank you for clarifying that. There's the clarification. Eventually, this is Hello? gonna someone's gonna watch this. There we go. Hey, hey. hey guys, how's it going? Um, yeah, just on the whole Disney thing, I put a comment in the Facebook stream. You guys have to look at where Disney is at geographically. I mean, it's in Orlando. It's, in my opinion, the center of uh, of liberalism in the state of Florida. Just look at their delegation up in uh, mm-hmm. in, in, in the state legislature. Look, it, it, well, ironically, it, too, Anna, because Anna Scamani yeah. is there, Carlos Guillermo Smith, Daisy Torres, in Congress, Stephanie Murphy's from there. So, yeah. But the irony really is that Orlando used to be the Bible Belt of mm-hmm. the state. I mean, yeah. you know, before Disney, famously, there's even a documentary about it. Before Disney moved into Orlando, um, you had a lot of large Christian organizations that were actually based out of there. Yeah. And they were a super uber Christian conservative uh, part of the state. Um, and, and and you're right. I mean, Disney, I think, had a huge part in, sh- in shifting a lot of that uh, due to the nature of being in the entertainment industry. Yeah, and uh, you know, and, and another thing with with Disney, this shift to the left is not a recent thing. I mean, just look at what happened with ESPN mm. a few years ago when they started to get into you know topics that the left would really like to touch on of uh, race, uh, gender slash sexuality. It's another. That's another big. Yeah, but see, what's funny, what what's really weird about the whole ESPN thing is, is that they actually tend to lean cons- more conservative on the ESPN side. I, I mean, you know, and, and obviously that's hard to gauge. That's hard to gauge. But my point, my, my one example being Sage Steele. You know who is yeah. who is she's an African American um, anchor on ESPN, actually conservative, right? And has put out some conservative uh, opinions out there on her social media space. Uh, to the extent that you know liberals have actually gone after her to try to get her fired. Uh, and well, I think di- she's out of ESPN now. And but then again, they also got rid of Jamel Hill, Dan Lebatard. So they they seen where. Supporting liberalism to a to a certain degree will take them. Yeah, but I think just now it, yeah, it, jump in. And remember too, supposedly Disney's Disney's facing you know serious long term trouble. Supposedly they're being looked at as being bought by Apple or another big tech company. So you know they're probably doing this as a marketing pool to get somebody to buy them to secure a long term future. But you know, I, I I honestly see it more as a you know basically just the 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 manifestation of how far to the left Orlando has gone. Because yeah. you're right, Central Florida, you know, you go to Stanford, you go to the Villages, you go to uh, Deltona, yeah, Daytona Beach. That's that's Trump country out there. It's true. But Orlando is. Orlando's even more than Miami, for Christ's sake. So yeah, that, but that no, is true. No denying, though, the wave of left agenda into TV, entertainment, music, and big corporations. And look, we saw it happen in Georgia. We saw it happen in Georgia with the movie industry. And we see how Georgia is tr- is trending blue. Um, and, and, and actually, to uh, Hector's point, politically, we've seen Orlando over the years, you know, become very liberal. You know, especially in the areas closest to the theme parks, uh, you know, so Kissimmee, 
you know, South Orlando and even the city of Orlando. Um, and it's because again, you know, especially now, like how many thousands of employees did Disney announce that they were moving to Florida from California? And again, these are people who most of them didn't want to move here. Um, they yeah, were, they were California. I think some of them wanted to move here. No, they were forced to move here because of the pandemic and Disney didn't want to get shut down again. And so it, 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 it's really, again, it's about the bottom line for them. Um, first and foremost, and then second of all is their political agenda. And so, you know, you've got thousands of Californians who have now been relocated. Um, you know, it, it goes, it was either their job or, or, you know, or they stay in California. And, um, and, and then just naturally, again, they're going to attract people that are, you know, predominantly in the media industry. And those people tend to be very liberal. Um, yeah, I mean, and also Johnny and other, but I got a question though about Disney withholding any political contributions. Do you think, do you see these people actually contributing to Anna Estimani, Carlos Guillermo Smith, Daisy Torres? Uh, now we'll see that set the state senator from from Kissimmee, a Puerto Rican gentleman. He was in the he was in the Marines and he was a cop. Soto, uh, Jose, Darren yeah, Soto. That, no, it's another. He's an old. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, how, do you see that this whatever money these people were contributing before to the GOP is going to suddenly end up going to the DNC in Central Florida and? really helping those guys out no because because no. uh, the democrats are powerless in in the florida legislature that's that's the biggest thing you know I, and I that's why on anna skimani you know she'll come out and she'll obviously wave the lgbtq flag because that's her base you know and she you know she likes being the aoc of florida you know that's carlos you know, smith as well yeah yeah carlos smith actually you know again and you know they're, I've, I've met both of them i've talked to them face to face they're both really nice people um you know but again like they they know their base they know their agenda and they're not shy about it uh but they are i mean i mean pretty useless in the florida legislature um and you know and so yeah they can get their thirty thousand dollars a year um but they're not getting much done um and so it's really not going to be beneficial to disney uh to donate to them because there's not much that they can do for them um and again i think but, but what if they run for congress because i could totally see estimani running for congress Maybe at that point, Disney will probably struck a check because Disney on a national level, obviously their, their priorities change, you know, the political environment changes, um, you know, there, there may be some leverage there, you know, again, when it comes to, uh, again, federal grants, you know, look, I mean, these corporations, they get grant money too, you know, because they're going to go after money, job creating grants, um, environmental grants. You know, I can assure you mm -hmm. that Disney is getting tons of uh, federal dollars as well. And so uh, while Anna, you know, is uh, on the surface, you know, uh, wagging her finger at all these Republicans who take corporate dollars, uh, I bet you that she will not hesitate one minute to take a check from Disney, especially at the federal level, where she might actually have more leverage than she does in Tallahassee. Yeah, and, 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 another, and, and another question. Look, what you uh, I think Anibal mentioned something about uh, Universal. Who owns Universal? Look at who owns Universal. Comcast. Comcast owns all the NBC. Owns NBC outright, even MSNBC. So who's yeah. to say that Comcast isn't going to go the way, try to go the way of Disney? Because as you said, 
It's all about the bottom line. It's all about expanding their company. But it also it also depends how much pain is Disney going to get. So if Disney is already getting pushback from shareholders and a lot of retail investors have Disney, they're not going to be happy with a dip mm-hmm. in there. And their parks are already um, still struggling when it comes to bringing in revenue. Well, let me let me uh, just kind of uh, uh, really just kind of close that question with this response, which is that they're already to the left. Uh, Comcast, let's not forget, as you just said, owns NBC Universal, um, uh, and you know, which includes Universal Studios. But let's not forget that also means that they own MSNBC. Um, so they're already doing quite a bit of work on the left side of the aisle um, with MSNBC uh, as as one of their their media outlets, and I'm sure they've got like Disney, they've got tons of investments in smaller media entities uh, that you know are going to help them push their agenda. You know, so, you know, Universal's yeah. no better, uh, really, in this situation than uh, than Disney is. Disney's just the bigger target, you know, because they are the bigger revenue generator for Central Florida and for tourism as a whole. You know, now, you know, as Anibal said, you know, they're not going to pick up the Magic Kingdom and just walk away. Um, but there is pain that they can put on the state in different ways. Again, like moving operations back to California or moving their operations to other states. Yeah, but the reason I mean, why even they- here in Tampa, even here in Tampa, they have a, a call, a call, call center. a call center that, you know, ha- it would cost Tampa hundreds of jobs. Yeah, but they're also not going to move them to other parts of the country that are just as red or have just as high or have higher taxes. That's the reason why they're here. No, but that's what I'm There's saying. There's more pain that the governor can do to Disney than Disney can do to the state of Florida. And I, I agree wholeheartedly with what the governor's doing at the moment, and I feel that he needs to continue to to move in that direction. Well, you Jeff, have to. what are your thoughts? I agree totally. No, I, I think, again, it's uh, the, the governor is going, since going back to even COVID, the governor is going to make decisions that put Florida in the forefront for freedom. Yep. And he's also going to make sure that he holds people in this state accountable, whether it be a corporation or entities, also to make sure that they stand for what the state stands for. What a controversial statement. Having the governor make sure that people are being held accountable. I I wouldn't have thought of it, Tony. (laughs) No, and again, you know, to Jeff's point, I agree with what the governor's doing because... You know, do we really want a governor that's going to kowtow to any corporate agenda? You know, I mean, I don't care what side of the aisle it's on. Do we really want a governor, you know, that's going out there to, to again, bend at the knees to any of these corporate conglomerates? Uh, because we've got a lot of them. I mean, again, you know, we're very lucky that we have a lot of major corporations here that that have a presence, you know, but we wouldn't tolerate it, whether it's Disney or Microsoft or, you know, any other major core Walmart or, you know, we we, we just I'm glad that we have a governor that is not going to kowtow to these big corporate uh, conglomerates. There's no there's no two finer examples than standing up to the administration about closing states down. And number two, when. Nobody could get anything, any ships into port. The governor going into the press and saying Florida's ports are open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, we're doing business. We're just about to close out uh, tonight's show. I think we got Kimberly in our clubhouse room. Kimberly, you there? Oh, she's got herself muted here. So let's see if she kind of. Kimberly, we're giving you to the count of five. <laughs> Four. Let's see. Nope. Three. She's still muted. Two. One and a half. 
One and a quarter. So if I do that, half. Kimberly, come. You Hi, were, am I here? Yes. Oh my goodness! Yeah, oh, just in time, right there. <laughs> Go. So, uh, so, so uh, apparently. Uh, you were uh, about to crawl through your laptop screen, um. So I was. Go ahead and uh, yeah, uh, close and out. Clo- I did close out the show I for did us to find my way into there we this go. clubhouse thing. Yeah. Well, go ahead. Uh, we've talked about quite a bit tonight. So, uh, what uh, what what kind of lit the fire tonight? Uh, well, um. So let's start with, well, I'm not going to start with anything because you guys are finishing with everything, but let's put a whole other show. I don't want to say thing. <laughs> yeah. Let's put a whole other show into what we can talk about. But for tonight, I'm, um, well, you're going to be joining us on the show again soon. All right. Yes, so I'll, we will be, I will be there next Monday. Well, all right. Then, so we'll, we'll go ahead and uh, make sure that we kind of set aside a topic or two for you. Uh, Kimberly Davis joining us on clubhouse again. Don't forget if you'd like to uh, join us on the show, you can do so as well. Uh, search for me, Johnny Torres on clubhouse, or you can search for the yard sign. Uh, Jeff Hawks from community Patriots, Kimberly Davis from community Patriots. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, don't forget for more information, on that amazing organization it's community-patriots.com that's community-patriots.com um any uh any, what's coming up when's your next meeting uh we have a meeting coming up next wednesday at uh in ebor city you can go to the website and okay. uh, get the address there but we got to, i just wanted to talk about two huge events coming up we have one coming up april the 23rd at the american legion it's going to be uh candidates are going to be there it's kind of a community get together love it and then our big fundraiser um will be out at the barn at the winthorpe um may the 19th we're hoping that this is our biggest oh in the uh, middle of brandon there yeah, yeah we're hoping this is our largest what, what fund- date is that again may may the 19th the 19th yeah. okay and, and that's uh what event is that's the uh fundraiser yep it's actually going to be a fun fundraiser for hillsborough county constitutional candidates it's going to be 70s you got to wear a costume the band nightbreakers will be playing and we have about 18 tables we'll be selling along with regular tickets for the show it's going to be awesome probably about eight speakers and a couple of guest speakers so it's our biggest okay uh event yet to support these local candidates deal. standing up for liberty and freedom so all we're that, excited all that up on the website uh, all, the dates up the details are coming it's still two months away okay. we'll, have, we'll have all the details up in the next couple of weeks but right. you can get the dates on the website well we'll keep mentioning it uh here on the show again that's community dash patriots.com um i want to thank everybody for watching again uh for the video version you can find us on facebook and youtube for the audio version of our podcast you can check in with the tech overlords at google apple spotify audible amazon iHeartRadio, odyssey and samsung podcast platforms i want to thank elon musk for purchasing 10 percent of twitter hey. um and on that note uh good night everybody oh, you had your one last <laughs> thing thank you i can't have my one last thing good night everybody bye-bye uh Five companies have been delisted from the, <laughs> Lindsay doesn't know what to do. <laughs> from the NASDAQ and, uh, at the moment because of audit situations. Oh, God, what? Oh, yeah. my God. I'm, he got in his last thing. <laughs> oh, it's oh, not playing. So All right. the government doesn't want us to stop. I can keep Just on going. Just hit the fade to black there. War on the, uh, in, uh, war in uh, Eastern the Europe. Air.